Kentucky Roll Call podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Folks, the March sadness, it's over. But now, it's my favorite time of the year. It's derby season. And Cornbread Hemp, they've got you covered for all of this month's festivities. Your pet not ready for Thunder Over Louisville? Try the CBD oil for pets. Anxious to host a few family and friends in town? Well, maybe try some of that full-spectrum CBD capsules before bed. Feet a little sore from a long day of walking around the paddock and infield? Well, just rub some CBD oil on those tired legs. Last but not least, you're probably going to suck down one too many mint juleps. That's where the extra strength CBD gummies really hit the spot on the first Sunday in May. Just use the promo code BIGX at cornbreadhemp.com and you'll save 30% off at checkout. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Happy Derby from our friends at Cornbread Hemp. Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be, cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats. The cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown. Kentucky. Touchdown. Kentucky. <laughs> Victory. Kentucky. Like give your fans what they want. You dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, his buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you. April 11th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Gang, all back together. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on your Monday morning. How's everybody doing? Woo! Ready to rock and roll call. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, there's nothing like I'm glad a Nick rock Roush and roll is- call. Glad Nick Roush is back for the roll call because I was tired of messing that up last week. So glad to have you back, Roush. Oh, of course you butchered it, Scoots. He's just on I a did. delay several times. <laughs> well, no, even when we were in studio, I butchered it. Like it was, it was a bad week for the roll call for me. Oh gosh, Scoots. Well, Roush, how was vacation? It, it, it was a it was a great vacation. Uh, all in all, give it a, a an A plus. Um, didn't get too crispy down on the beach, had plenty of good weather. Uh, and most of it was just, it was fun hanging out with Duke and him actually getting to, to enjoy stuff, you know, um, uh, like, Ooh, the pool, you know, I mean, figuring out all the different little things. Uh, one night we went walking the beach and caught a crab and I mean, he's still talking about that. Like, Ooh, big white crab. Yeah. Good job. You know, I mean, it's, it was, it was a lot of fun hanging out with him. He's, he's, uh, Growing up into a big boy, so uh, we we were fired up to be able to have that vacation together. And now it's um, it's, it's weird. It's weird getting back into the grind 
whenever I like return, I'm like, oh, so what did I miss? And the the resounding results of well, not a whole lot of anything. It was uh, sounds like it was a pretty slow week. Uh, I'm I might not have been the only one going on vacation last week. No, you missed out on a lot. We had stuff to talk about every day, Justin. Isn't that right? Yeah, we did. We did. Confirmed. There was news. It, 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 I mean, it's summer radio. It'll probably yeah, be like yeah, pretty much yeah. every week from here until football season for the most part. But I uh, did have the spring game this weekend. That's something we can talk about mm-hmm. today and will talk about today. Mm-hmm. And then there's going to be recruiting and roster moves you had some of that last week but nothing that was really a huge surprise one way or another so that we we had stuff to talk about and that's what like i mentioned that's like how it's going to be for the foreseeable future uh there was a tweet out there this weekend it's a good reminder that when you track down when uk adds players from the transfer portal usually later in the game than we all like to think like a lot of times in may sometimes mm-hmm. even later so worth worth mentioning that this is it's gonna take some time yeah uh, now again you know with the roster moves at least we started to hear some of that rush that's what because like we thought hopkins was going to transfer what what took you know three weeks after the season for him to determine that that was absolutely going to happen we knew ty ty was going to leave it's nice just to get that out of the way people kind of questioning if there was something there his dad's tweets, stuff like that. So at least on the UK side of things, we're starting to get a little bit of movement. Uh, but it, it could be a little while on the other side of it, who UK brings in. You got to be patient. It's all stuff that I've talked about on the show before. But that's really our radio reality moving forward, Roush, is uh, there, there's going to be slower days here and there, mm-hmm. but still really important pieces of news you got to keep an eye on. Right, right. And and I think the biggest thing was, is like, okay, the news we were waiting for and expected finally happened. Um, so, I, and I'm not, the, the ones that are the, uh, the, the, the big fish that everybody's kind of waiting on pins and needles for the more uncertainties, not your Tata Washington's uh, of the world. Uh, we're still waiting on those. But you know what? Uh, patience, it's, it's a virtue, and we're learning it. We're, we're feeling our way through. Uh, I did notice there was a maybe a little breadcrumb, I don't know, positive or not, of Oscar Shibway, uh putting out some new merch. So maybe maybe that's a positive sign? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not ready to quite get out the bone saw for every single thing that, that pops, DJ. Uh, I'm still just very happy that that Oscar Shibway ticket cash because we got we got some some money to throw up around this derby season. It's exciting. Yeah, you hear the the rumors about well, and that that was really nice. I've Justin, our we're gonna talk to Masters here, but we didn't hit it big on any of our Masters bets. I ended up no. only losing a little bit. But oh, did you have the winner? No, heck no, no. I bet all the same ones you did, and it was not good. So thanks, TJ's buddy. I mean, we, we we were very close to winning a lot of money, and if you bet we every, yeah, we if were. you bet everything that I bet, then you didn't you you only lost you didn't lose that much money altogether. Yeah, no, it was uh, other than the Masters. I mean, I had a great weekend of betting. I almost do not want to go to work this week because I almost made a paycheck last week. Love the Masters, oh. but it didn't hit for me. Baseball is back, boys, and I have been red hot. So watch out. Did you not did you not bet top fives and top tens? 
I bet no. No, I only bet winners, top 20s, and 30s, oh, well, which my mistake. Uh, so, Yeah. Well, and also, thanks for sharing the baseball bets with us. That's nice of you. Definitely I'll not a thing to bring up on, well, on a radio show, uh, you know, well, sports betting. <laughs> definitely don't bring that up on a sports radio show. I'll, I'll, I'll get him to you I, next time. That's one of those. I thought he was going to say something like, because I know Scoots is a UFC guy. I thought you like hit it bit, but you're just racking up oh, in I baseball bets. I did good on UFC as well. So don't don't count me out on oh, that. Oh, man. Just on a heater. Absolute Kill. scorched earth heater. heater. Wow. Yep. Congrats, buddy. Well, Congrats. I, I, I look, uh, I, yeah, I look forward to. Uh, I look forward to hitting some winners with you, Scoots. That that would be nice. Yeah, so we'll talk basketball. We'll talk football. We'll get to the UK news. There is a cat walking through my court, and if only the dog was awake. Oh boy, that'd be a different. That'd be a whole different ball game. Luckily, asleep. The Masters happened yesterday, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, it was a little bit of a snoozer. Yeah, uh, a little we... bit of a snoozer. Didn't come down to the wire. You want, you want the exciting dramas coming down to the finish. Cameron Smith. He hit that birdie to get it to – he went to seven under and it, it got within three strokes and then just immediately hits one into the water. I mean, the next shot hits one in the water to get a triple bogue and just remove himself from contention. It's like you you can't even give him one hole to uh, see if he was a little shaky under pressure. The next shot just right into the water. It's like, well, I guess I can take a nap now. <laughs> it was, well, I think – you're right about that. And then it was over, over after that point, like no point in even keeping up to see if there was going to be any drama. But I think it really was over when Shoffley chipped in the, or Scheffler, Scheffler. when he chipped in, when it looked like he was going to probably get a bogey. Yeah. Yeah. And then he ended up, Xander Shoffley, Scheffler, they all run together. Uh, then who's the guy that finished in like six? The other one that also has a similar name, but uh, um, Schwartzel, 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 yeah, yeah, Charles Schwartzel. <laughs> Which they showed his, they showed his, uh, his hole in his eagle at least 17 times. I saw that clip more than any other clip at all this entire Masters weekend. It was like a Tiger Woods chip in, they showed it so much, but it was a huge momentum swing. Like it, it was, it looked like it was going to be maybe like a one stroke match, a two stroke match, and then he makes that actually like moves the lead and then you it was gonna it kind of felt like it was gonna be a long shot after that it took a few holes for momentum to kind of even down again and then when it finally did you had that birdie and then it went into the water shot unfortunately and he knew it cam smith knew it as soon as it left his club that it was not good Mm -hmm. whatsoever but that was that was pretty much it it was cool the tiger stuff yesterday as much as it would stink to win the Masters and maybe like the the talk is Tiger, him going down 18 and finishing 72 holes when the last time we saw him play golf was before a car wreck that nearly killed him or took his leg. It was that that severe. That was cool to see. Uh, but in terms of an exciting finish, it was a runaway and golf's first major stays overrated, unfortunately. Uh, still wow. overrated. That, it really sitting on that take, uh, Mr. Sports Talker. Although I will say, I um, Friday morning after I, I called in the show, you know, we were we were on the road all day, and they they have a Masters channel on Sirius, and they do the same thing 
for Masters radio coverage than they do for Masters TV coverage. The first few hours, it was just some old guy telling me about all the different trees and the holes, and they were following Billy Horsell as he hacked it around the golf course in like some featured group. It's like wait, we can't even get full coverage for the on the radio play by play. It's it's still just feature group stuff. Yeah, the Masters, what a well, at least you're able to listen to the Masters on the radio. Every time I went to that stupid app, which I've already happily deleted from my phone because I don't have to worry about the Masters <laughs> until literally Masters week next year. Uh, so that was always fun. That, that was a fun delete. But it, it was – they never even had the radio on the Masters app. Like, I was it only on like two hours a freaking day? You know, if you go to the Masters app and it's like featured groups, Amen mm -hmm. Corner, Holes 4, 5, and 6, Masters Radio. It always said Masters Radio unavailable. And I eventually Googled it and it was like, Masters Radio goes from uh, 1 to 6 on Saturday and Friday from 3 to blah, blah. It was like the most obscure hours. That That, that is a, I'm joking about it like this weekend proving that the masters is overrated uh, masters is great it was fun i wish it wasn't a runaway that stinks but you gotta you know what what mm -hmm. what can you do you got to give credit to where credit's due he absolutely uh scotty scheffler dominated that golf course and it was fun to, it was fun to watch but the tv coverage i've never i will never not complain about this until it's fixed and i don't think anybody really you can get annoyed with my complaining, and that's totally understandable. I would get annoyed with half the things I say on this radio show. Mm -hmm. But you can't say that I'm wrong, because I'm not. It's true. Every golf shot needs to be shown. We should be annoyed with the coverage of the Masters, not begging for more. Um, and you may say, like, well, what did it even matter? It was a runaway, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you didn't get to watch, like, half a Tiger's round yesterday. I mean, the coverage didn't start by the time he was like literally finishing up. So that's a joke. That's that's idiotic. Who cares if these people aren't going to win the tournament? You still want to see it. You don't get to see this golf course, but four days out of the year. And yeah, the part three and all that stuff. So maybe it's technically more. But four out of 365 or 366 days. Show us more of it, you dinguses. But oh, well, on to the next one, which now it's the PGA, right? End of May. Uh, that's correct. Yes, uh, May 19th, that's Father's Day, or no, no, Mother's Day weekend. Yes, but, uh, June yeah. 19th is around Father's Day weekend. Yeah, that, and that's U.S. Open. They move PGA, I'm still getting used to moving the PGA from August or whatever it was up to the second event, but I like it. I like it. I don't. I liked it better. I, I And I get it, like from a weather standpoint, it's better and blah, 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 but uh those are really the dog days, you know, August in terms of just like needing stuff to care about. So throwing you a bone of an important golf major that time of the year, I always appreciate it. What is going to be cool is two years from now, it will be Kentucky Derby 150 week off PGA at Valhalla. That's going to be just awesome. So mega sports month in the city of Louisville. Well, it'd be the end of the month no? or is it the middle of the month? Middle of the month. It's like the second week, second oh, or third week. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it was later in the month. Um, oh, Louisville really be ripping and roaring. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, they may have to start a few days early. They're one day of the year that they actually do work around the city to make it look nicer. They may have to start like instead of doing that, they're doing it like right now, pretty much. Uh, uh -huh. You may have to start it like a week early. 
I'll uh, I'll let you all know when they landscape the Southern Parkway Third Street exit. That's oh. that's when you know that Wolves getting ready the for Derby. They're already making the rounds on the Waterson, just like cleaning up some easy graffiti to clean up, and then they were throwing some mulch on the side. At least Waterson West in between Bardstown and Newburgh, because I've I seen it with my own eyes. But yep, they're they're churching up the city, Roush. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. when you know that they're they're almost like done when they get to that exit. Yeah, yeah, that's and that, their, that's, that's the, the last thing they got to finish to make look nice and pretty because that's where everybody gets off. Well, and that's also right by the best Thorntons in the city, which, oh, folks, I'm telling you, the I, the cheapest gas is that Thorntons in the city right now. I got it for like three sixty one yesterday. <laughs> now, some of it was because I used my Thorntons refreshing rewards card, download the app, uh, and I also used the the eighty eight fuel, which is five cents cheaper. But it still is, uh, it's it's like 409 in other places, you know, Dixie Highway. Uh, I think I saw that my wife was over in Indiana by the station Saturday, and it was the, it was 410 over there. Just go to the Thornton's over on 3rd Street. You'll, you'll, you won't be let down. And TJ, did you know that Thornton's in the Louisville Urban League, they're having a mega hiring fair? I did. I'm very familiar with this. We talked about it last week. This is an, a really awesome opportunity. If you need a job or you know anybody else that's looking for a job, this setup is very employee-friendly to find your next employer. You just got to bring a resume and an ID, Roush, and mm-hmm. you basically it's just like a, a food buffet of employment. You go find what works best for you, what pays what you need, the hours that you can work, and it's all there in front of you. You go talk to somebody, you like it, it may be something that you're interested in, they tell you something that that doesn't work with your schedule. Boom. You just move on to the next booth and you yeah. can find you'll eventually find something that will click. It's a really cool setup that Thor- Thornton's in the Urban League are doing. Yep. Thursday, April 14th at the Norton Healthcare Sports and Learning Center on West Muhammad Ali from three to six. Uh management positions, competitive salaries, fifteen to twenty dollars an hour, benefits packages. They got the whole spiel uh coming up next Thursday or this Thursday, April 14th. It's going to be swell. You need to check it out, and you need to send some texts into the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. Did you hit any horse winners this weekend, Roush? I, I did Clark not. came on and was just – he was loving it. I um, – so the thing was, like, Scotty Scheffler, number one overall, lowest odds, he wins the Masters. I was hoping that there wouldn't be a chalky weekend – and there, it really wasn't. It was a bunch of second picks, and I was going for a little bit longer shots on the board. Um, but the the I guess the overall riding sentiment is that Bob Baffert's former horses that went to his old assistant trainer Tim Yakteen, they're still good horses. Um, one of them won the Santa Anita Derby at four to one. Uh, his name's Tyba. The big the big win that that race at Bluegrass. So you, we had the rough weather Saturday in Lexington at Keeneland, but they still had a pretty good crowd out there, and they had a huge hand on that race, too. It was a ton of money bet on that. But Chad Brown, who he he makes his money on turf horses, but, this, man, this this horse Zandon came from all the way in the back, through traffic, weaving in and out, ended up with an impressive win. And, uh, TJ, we're gonna you're going to be hearing this a lot, and I know it can get kind of boring uh, when you say – They've been saying it more and more. Whenever you don't have these super horses, like, man, this derby's really wide open. But there is only going to be maybe two horses. By, by the time post-time hits on the first Saturday of May, we'll have two horses that are 10 to 1 odds or lower. Like, 
there's just there's it's just it's a no nobody's dominated their competition with maybe one or two exceptions uh epicenter um uh, who's steve asmussen's he's he's going to get a lot of money he was the favorite in the last future derby pool uh and then maybe white barrio who won the florida derby but it's 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 pretty wide open same thing with the oaks too like you have some good horses that like uh like echo zulu is the other asmussen horse that's really big but brad cox had a had a winner in the ashland friday which is keeneland's big phillies oaks pep prep race um, like that, that one could come off the board and surprise a little bit, uh, a low odds horse, a big favorite. So uh, it's a, it's going to be a money-making uh, event uh, that, that trifecta on Saturday, it's, it's going to blow up the tote board as, as they like to say. So a lot of money to be made at Churchill Downs that first weekend in May, I'm probably only going to make a little bit of it. And it's, it's just going to recoup my losses. I'm already just tentatively trying to hit a bomb. I just know that it's not going to be the case. Hey, speaking of a bomb, did you see the bomb threat at the U of L baseball game? Yeah, um, bizarre. That is that that was bizarre. If you didn't see it, uh, they were playing UNC at Patterson Jim Patterson Field Stadium, and they stopped the game because of a bomb threat. They emptied the stadium, searched it, didn't find anything, and then resumed the game just with players. They did not let fans back in the stands, although. Luckily, it wasn't one of the players that potentially, you know, they, that what the, the call is coming from inside the house situation. But everything turned out okay, and if I'm not mistaken, they finished they finished the game. But just a random, weird Sunday yeah. bomb threat in the city of Louisville. Just nothing to see here. Justin Kalen, you can pay out the over-under bet. 723 before Roush brought up Brad Cox. 723. So yep. all the unders will be paid out. All the overs, you were losers. You'll have to play again tomorrow for the Brad Cox oh. over-under game. So, folks, I don't want to tell you about how great my – not this recent Saturday, but the Saturday before. I mean, one of – and just an all-time great day. We had uh, all uh, – my. I was at my sister and brother-in-law's house. They had a big birthday party, so I started drinking at, like, noon for, you know, a toddler's birthday party. We had Final Four that night. Brad Cox – hit uh he, his horse won the arkansas derby that day cyber knife put him in the derby gave me a hundred dollars on a ten dollars worth of bets i mean it was i was living large and then to watch duke lose oh my gosh that was just oh so glorious oh man i had i had so much fun and then the whole time he was acting like he didn't really care that much that duke lost but deep down i know it's stone you're I talking about stone. your your cousin that's a duke fan right that you were having to to spend some of the weekend with or the week with yes my, my brother-in-law is a duke fan he, he's more of a notre dame football fan though so it doesn't hurt quite like it would have hurt me more to see duke win than for him to see duke lose but it still was very satisfying to watch that and and for it to be a good game like that was a great game the national championship was a great game albeit i mean i don't know if you'd call it great um, just with all so many like long droughts and big runs, but still uh, fun basketball to watch. And I and I I haven't. It's going to take me a while. I know the NBA regular season it ended what last night. I think was the last day of it before we get the playoffs going. I don't know how the playoffs work anymore with this stupid play-in game thing, but it's going to take me a little while to get my brain switched over from how college basketball is played versus NBA basketball because. The, the, that Final Four was an entertaining Final Four. Um, even though you didn't have a dog in the fight, 
it was it was still an enjoyable watch. Um, it, it, it takes a little bit longer to get used to the way they play in the NBA, where they're just shot makers at all five positions. That it's they're they're playing on a on a different in a different stratosphere. So the simple NBA playoff explanation for those that are unfamiliar with the play-in games or what that means: top six seeds in each conference, you're in, no worries. You're just where you're at with your seeds. Seven plays eight, and nine plays ten. The seven-eight winner is in as the seven seed. Woo! The seven-eight loser plays the winner of the nine-ten. The nine-ten losers out. See you later. Adios. And then the loser of the seven-eight and winner of the nine-ten play for that eight spot. Ah, okay. So okay. And- basically trying to keep more teams interested, involved longer into the season. And then at worst, you're really only sacrificing like the seven or eight seeds, which who really cares about those seeds anyway. So it was the NBA's little trick to to keep more teams involved already in a playoff that has like 60% of the league make it. So now it's like 70% of the league makes it. Right, right. But but whatever. I'll get into NBA playoffs once it starts rocking and rolling. I have watched less fewer NBA games this year than I think I ever have in my entire life. Uh, But I'm sure – in the in the midst of summer radio, there will be playoff topics that we will talk about here on this radio show. So I'm going to have to act like an expert somewhere down the yep. road. Everybody just men in black, forget this conversation ever just happened, and boom. Hey, we need to get your brother-in-law, the Duke Notre Dame fan, with my with Gus, the UNC Notre Dame fan. It's Ooh. just like a social experiment. Like, put them in the same room together, but don't let them know that we know that they have a, oh, a yeah. common – they have a common thing in Notre Dame but then they like hate they could be at each other's throats if the conversation steers to college basketball it could be just kind of fun to see how it plays out like maybe they start with college basketball they hate each other and then one of them will drop like well you i bet you're not even going to talk to me about duke football and then the one would be like well the funny thing is i actually like notre dame and football and then and then my buddy could have his like jaw drop and like what you said the irish you marcus freeman you are you kidding me Oh, this sounds like a wacky idea Wednesday Netflix show. Like instead of love is blind, uh, sports is blind. And turns out you have, yeah, no, this is, this is a, man, Wednesday on a Monday, TJ, well done. Like there's gotta be somebody out there that's like an Auburn football fan, but likes UK basketball somehow. And then obviously there's some people that like UK basketball and Alabama football. Like we need, we could do with that too. Like get an Auburn fan and Alabama fan that hate one another, but they both act, you know, they both secretly like UK basketball and just see if that can eventually come out. Um, This would be really fun with. um, So I think the most obnoxious fan bases in sports, probably Yankees, Cowboys and Lakers. So having like combinations where you have, them hate two of the three but like one and just see which one wins out man what a what a social experiment i feel like we'll, we're we'll, uh, call it, we'll call it sports triangle <laughs> don't get lost in the sports triangle like you just put on first take and watch them react to stevens a smith takes <laughs> And then it'd be like on this episode, you know, on the bottom left of the triangle, it'd be like the UNC logo. Bottom right, it's the Notre Dame. But then at the top, or at the bottom right, it's Duke. But then at the top, it's the Notre Dame. Can they find their common sports triangle? (laughs) 
and then if they if they get it, they get like tickets to the game together. But if they oh. like don't hit it off, they get, oh oh yeah. At the end, like, do you want to go on a bro date with your Notre Dame fan and go watch a football game in South Bend, or you get tickets to go to a Duke game by yourself? Sports triangle. What will they decide? Did they hit it off enough to go watch Notre Dame together, or will they individually go to their college basketball favorite teams? I think there's something here. Needs to be polished up a little bit, but I think sports triangle is maybe my best idea since the houseboat houseboat. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, man, great idea. Look at us just burning and turning. Oh, wow, sports triangle. Can't wait. Uh, texter on the Thornton's text line. We we usually don't jump ahead, but somebody said thoughts on Frank Vogel being outed as the Lakers said, coach. It's funny we actually talk about the NBA and my little like list, very very short list of things that I write to just if we run out of things to talk about. I did write that. Uh, I do have yeah. a thought on it with Calipari Ooh. and whatnot. It's the same thought I had last week. If that spoils it for you, but we need to hit a break. We'll come back. I'll throw that thought out there very quickly. But I want to switch gears to football route. Yeah. you were there. The weather was absolutely wild on Saturday, uh -huh. and then they played the game. And I think there are a lot of takes to be had with the meaningless spring game, which I was not expecting, but I actually do feel that way. So yes. we'll come back. We'll talk some football. I'm pumped. Good to have you back, buddy. Yeah, glad to be back. It's going to be a good one. Justin's just like, now they're not going to talk to me. Justin, you can talk anytime you want. No, I know that. But now, after last week, I'm hesitant because delay. of the delay. Yeah, yeah exactly. Why don't you just log on and log off and get back on the delay? Like, it'd be fine. Uh, we, we tried it last week. It's that uh, I don't know what to do. It's okay. It's <laughs> a defeated man. This is Kentucky Roll Call. I'm Big X for Trading. And Justin Kalen. We'll be back after this. Kentucky Roll Call. Come out, Virginia. Don't let me wait. You Catholic girls start much too late. All the sooner or later, it comes down to fate. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call. Here on Big X Sports Radio, 96 1 FM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Back on your Monday, Roush back from vacation. It was nice to have Big Blue Drew on on Friday, hearing from EJ Clark on Thursday. But you got to love it when the gang's back together. And I don't, with the exception of maybe a day here, a day there, I don't know what Ju Justin seems like he takes a vacation every other week. But I I, I think we'll be together till May. Yeah, I think May, Justin, believe it or not. And then, I, then I'm going I'm on just... a little... Uh, a non-weekend getaway, a rare non-weekend getaway for TJ. A wow. vacation, if you can believe it. The blue-collar man is taking off the hard hat, and I am kicking back and relaxing for a little bit. Going to be living the Justin Kalen life. What the hell is that all about? I never go on vacation. Ever. Uh, says man who went uh, went on like five last year. Yeah. I think I'm going on one in June, by the way. Rouse, you took April. <laughs> Nick or TJ took May. I'm going in June. 
This reminds me. Got to got to put in the PTO for uh, Derby Week. Which, by the way, we need to talk to the boss. I need we need to get back on the backside. Well, first things first, Justin. I hope your vacation gets approved. Um, You never know. (laughs) It's already approved. Got to run it by. You know, you got to run by HR. So we'll see. And you know, the big X department's pretty short on staff. So I actually am HR, believe it or not. (laughs) Secondly, um, yeah, the backside's cool. You know how I feel about it. Yeah, I, I like I like the buzz back there. We haven't been back there in a few years. Just getting the getting the getting the people, getting to see the horses. Oh, now man. a lot of people, aka maybe you told me this or Dugan, our boss told me this. Somebody told me that with the pandemic, it's been an excuse to really crack down back there and tighten things up. In a good comparison, is like Big Blue Madness campout where BK yeah. isn't really crazy about that. So the more restraints they make, maybe eventually you just get rid of it. People think maybe the backside of Churchill Downs, they're gonna it won't be the same hoopla that you know and love, Nick Roush. Mm, that's true, but I, I still want to be back there. And uh, even if we don't do the show back there, as soon as the show's over, I'm going to go over back there. I just wouldn't be seeing as many horses as normal. I feel like that's part of my routine, too. Of uh, You know, it's, it's just I like to get up early and I like to, I like to see the derby horses. Uh, yeah. So even if, even if we aren't back there, I'm going to find a way to be set up somewhere so I can just see some of them. Because, you know, you like that um, – that reinforcement whenever you're seeing sometimes you see a horse and you're like, damn, I've got to bet that one. That one looks real good right there. That's kind of it's what I kind of like what I like to do for these these big races. See, I, I do that and then I just like forget about the horse because it doesn't race for seven hours or two days or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, well, no, I kind of forgot who what horse I liked when I was out there. Some people saying if they're gonna do a little crackdown back there, they're saying that's actually gonna be a good thing because they'll still let some media, you just mm-hmm. won't have nearly as much riffraff as you normally have. So a little bit more stretch in your arms and leg space for the big guy. Yeah. Could be, could be. I know a lot of the riffraff is just People like, you know, my good old South End folks. But, you know, if I know anything about my my South End compadres, if there's a will, there's a way. And they're going to find a way to get on that backside during Derby Week. So, um, either way, I, I'm excited. There's a little buzz in the air. It's a, it's a warm morning this morning. Uh, we got a tease of some spring weather yesterday, even though it's been miserable. And I'm just hopeful that the bad weather that we've had in late March, early April is good karma for late April, early May. So, Really hoping that pays some dividends down the road. Um, but, you know, we got plenty of time to talk derby season. I'm sure some folks are already getting annoyed with it. I I, I want to get to your your Frank Vogel take, though, um, before we, we completely switch gears to spring football, Mr. Schwartzstalker. Oh, sure. Yeah, Calipari's not going to the Lakers. That's all I got. Back for uh, more tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not going to the Lakers. I will say it... Um, Still weird that they, I mean, it's not weird whenever they got Russell Westbrook. It was like, why are they doing this? This is going to be a disaster. Turns out it was a disaster and they didn't make the playoffs and they let in like 70% of the teams, uh, even though LeBron led the league in scoring, he couldn't get a team to the playoffs. That's crazy. That, yeah, that's it's like all the old heads in the NBA were like, hey, let's just go to LA, get a ring and that'll work. And then it, and then they didn't, they didn't make the playoffs. So, yeah. I'm not worried about uh, Calipari going to the Lakers or the NBA. If they, if he, I mean, he, if he does, I guess I would be surprised. I've been wrong before. Uh, he's been out recruiting and doing all that stuff. Oh, he was in LA for Oscars John Wooden award. Uh, 
Connecting the dots there. Yeah. And then he went to uh, Florida and watched DJ Wagner and then uh, offered his teammate a top 25 seven-footer uh, by the name of uh, Aaron Bradshaw. So I'm I'm all in on offering just all – like we've, we've already got DJ Wagner's stepbrother walked on. Uh, we've got his former teammate Lance Ware on the team. Let's let's just bring Camden High School to Lexington. Um, just whatever you got to do, Cal. Just get DJ Wagner here too. Yeah, he had a great weekend. Obviously, he's a, a great player, but uh, even with the high expectations, exceeded them. And mm-hmm. still, that's a lot of pressure on UK and Calipari in that recruitment, just because it's somebody that I think UK fans have assumed you're getting for a long time. Calipari's put in decades of recruiting work in one way or another in this one. And then you hear about maybe U of L hiring some family to to make things interesting. Apparently, uh, Milt, though, was was watching the game with Cal, though. So, Trouble in Paradise with Kenny Payne and the Wagner family? You know, like the Milt Wagner stuff, it never really seemed to make sense to me, but U of L folks are still convinced it will happen. Like, he'll be an assistant coach, not just like a special assistant, you know, some made-up position. Assistant to the regional manager. What do you think about that? Which is crazy because he hasn't coached in a long time. Wouldn't you want that to be a a good coach who can recruit more than your grandson? Well, if it brings in DJ Wagner, it's worth it. If he doesn't, then you're you're right. But he's, if I'm not mistaken, isn't Milt relatively old? Yeah, he is. <laughs> and he hasn't he hasn't been an assistant in a while. I want to say like 2014, maybe. Now he's only 60, but uh, so yeah, I mean theoretically, yeah, he's but only that's, 60. That's, oh wow, okay. I thought I did think he was a little bit older than that. Um, oh gosh, his Wikipedia page already has him as an assistant coach at U of L. Yeah, he hasn't been an assistant <laughs> coach since I think he was with um, Tony Barbie at Auburn. Yeah. So it's like 2014 ish. Yeah. A while ago, long time ago. But hey, it is. Cal, Cal and Milt, they were being pals down in Orlando. So you'll love to see it. Would be a real, oh man. It also, it is weird for me too, TJ. That's, if you want to talk about a difference in five years or whatever, I've gone back to the like, do whatever we can to get this one player where it used to be like, oh, I don't get them. They're going to get seven other top five guys. That makes no sense. But I I am getting, I'm I'm paying more attention to recruiting than I did two or three years ago. I'll just say that. Yeah, it, it seems it's kind of a, I don't know. It's a different ball game. One, UK is just not getting whoever they want. That's been that way for a little while. And two, it's sometimes it's the class. Like, you don't have to go rush just to take any freshman five-star. Mm-hmm. You have to decide if a transfer would be a better addition than the five-star. Uh, so even that adds an aspect to it as well, where you're not just – you don't you can't just recruit high schoolers anymore. You're recruiting college kids as well. And sometimes the college kids are better options than the high schoolers. It's uh, – it's a delicate balance, as I've gone into great detail about. But, yeah, uh, DJ blew up. That kid on his team seems awesome. I think, what, he had like 12 blocks in a game or something like that. So that would be that'd be a nice piece to bring in potentially as well. We'll see. They didn't get the, the Baco guy, which was disappointing. He went to yeah. Duke. It's just a cool – it's just a very normal – not – and I sound like a hater and a loser here, and I totally understand that. But totally normal thing to do for – potential millionaire basketball players to entrust their future with a coach who's never been a head coach before. 
Totally normal. One, yeah, I get that. Two, it's Duke. It's a great school. Three, it's, it's you know, it's the brotherhood. Blah, 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 blah. As many as they've had, it's ridiculous. Like, what is what is what the hell is going on? Just don't you think there'd be one five-star that's like, hold on. Hold on. I love Duke. I like my relationship with you. It's just a little too risky for me to trust my future with like you just following Coach K's plan to success. I, you don't even know what it, is he going to do his own thing? Is he just going to follow Coach K? Is he going to be good? Is he going to be bad? Who knows? But all these kids are like, yep, I, you're going to be amazed. So weird to me, but I know that's yeah. just a that's a sour that's a sour rant, and and I wish Kentucky were getting those players. And I I I thought UK had made some staff changes to make that stuff happen, and not that UK is hurting recruiting, but they're well, yeah they haven't gotten the, the 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 pop this year. Got plenty of the pop last year. Um, they they but, just can't uh, conquer Duke consistently, and they've beaten them for a guy or two. But uh, it, it is it is. Duke's Duke's winning that battle, and it's becoming well, more decisive even with Kay leaving. I wouldn't think that would have happened. No, and it's 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 not built to last though. TJ Huber Davis is just going to win every game from here on out, and uh, just just steamroll the Blue Devils until in, into Bolivia, as they would say. Um, I will say, I and we keep. I want to switch gears to football, but I did see some kind of breaking news that I feel like is important for this radio show. Um, LEX 18 had a story up this morning, 6.20 a.m. It was posted. Uh, Oscar Shibwe was speaking at an event in Harrodsburg last night. Uh, and I, I saw the Larry Vaught tweets this morning, um, but LEX actually ended up doing it. They, they would talk to him afterwards. He was doing uh, one of those uh, what, like not missionary things. I, I don't know. But he, he was speaking about his faith. And afterwards, he talked about basketball. And said that he's a week or two away from announcing his decision about his future. God is going to answer me soon because he has great plans for me. And everybody's going to know what is my next move soon. So that's the latest. Soon, one, two weeks. Uh, mm. He's he's inching closer to a decision. Yeah, it was. Well, um, I, I, I thought it was that little victory banquet that they were doing with Jeff Foxworthy and they're going to have like Oscar Sheway is going to be there. I think Mark Stoops is going to be there. I know Nick Mingione is going to be there. I want to go to this. It's like Jeff Foxworthy. Jeff Foxworthy is going to be there. It's the central Kentucky fellowship of Christian athletes. Ah, well, FCA action. Got you. And Oscar is going to be there. Maybe that's when he'll announce April 24th. Oh, the, the, the stars would align. Um, which, by the way, Jeff Foxworthy has a new Netflix special, and I watched some of it, and it's exactly what you would expect from a Jeff Foxworthy Netflix special, which is not bad, but it's just not, you know, he's not he's not playing the hits like in the 90s. I thought it's it was pretty good. Did you see Bill Maurer's little rant on uh, jokes and comedy and stuff like that? I did not, no. It's about eight minutes, nine minutes. It's worth It's It's worth. It's good Who stuff. Who is this that rants on it? Bill Maurer. Bill Maurer. Bill Maurer. Maurer. Bill Maurer. Murder. Yeah, it's just you know Jeff Foxworthy. He's 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 the family comic who's just you know kind of old now, so it's not as it's not as good. It's fine, but you know not as good. 
Text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Remember, Kentucky Roll Call goes 7 to 9 Monday through Friday. Replay of the show, 9 to 11. And of course, you can get the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. And we I just seen my boy Beezy tweet out. I bet he probably used the promo code Big X. He tweeted out his cornbread hemp gummies. They are the sponsor of the Kentucky Roll Call podcast. Uh, he said... This he, he says, let me tell you, this stuff really gives you the best night's sleep. Thumbs up. He is a happy customer. You can be as well, Nick Roush. Tell more people about cornbread hemp. You need to try it. And as you're hearing, uh, it, derby season, perfect time to give it a try. Um, whether you got family coming in town, you got dogs that do not like fireworks, want to deal with thunder overall. Well, they've got the best products for you. And as BZ said, Great night to sleep. Great night to relax. I'm actually going to be getting back on my exercise game, and I just know my knees and joints are going to need that CBD. So cornbreadhemp.com, promo code Big X for 30% off your final order at cornbreadhemp.com. Beasy's right. Get a good night's sleep. Makes your aches and pains not feel so bad, and you will enjoy it. All right, let's, let's finish out this hour with some football talk, Roush. We yes. were all... We wanted them to move the game to Sunday. Weather yesterday was beautiful. They yeah. did not. Now they were able to get the snow off the field. That made for some funny pictures on Saturday morning. Not your ideal setup for a spring game, but ended up being okay, all things considered. I mean, it was chilly, no doubt about it. But once they got out there and started playing, it was okay. You had a very Jerry Tipton-like tweet showing the crowd with the yeah. – some, some people were sensing some snark in your in your words. It wasn't. It's I do that for most games. It's, you did you take the picture before the game, you tweet it out. It wasn't it wasn't a great picture either. Not a great yeah. picture at all. But the problem was is that like people that follow me normally were like would say, Oh, that's a pretty good crowd considering there was snow on the ground 30 minutes before kickoff. Like, wow, I can't believe that many people came out. But uh sec mike has a bunch of tennessee fans following him and they're all idiots they're the dumbest species of human on the planet and they just oh it couldn't be my program it's like shut the hell up i even saw a texas a&m fan it's like dude it's 75 degrees in college station today of course you have twenty five thousand people there like get, get out of here with that stuff i thought it was a solid crowd a solid showing for a uh, terrible weather day but it, the thing was too tj is the weather it was so just like one minute it's snow in your face the next minute the sun's out and it actually doesn't feel that bad so it had its ups and downs i think where you saw it hit the most aside from a lighter crowd was uh the the second string guys when when bo allen got in there his first two passes just hit guys in the hands and they dropped it and i think a lot of that's just Cold weather. <laughs> Dudes from the South playing in the cold weather. So that part was unfortunate. I, I don't know. I guess they had the SEC network people there to do their plus broadcast, and that's why they couldn't move it to Sunday. But Sunday would have been the perfect day for it. I mean, it was absolutely gorgeous. But the, the weather certainly put a damper on things. But otherwise, I still did enjoy the overall play from the game. TJ, I think uh, Kentucky's going to have a pretty good football team this fall. Yeah, I I couldn't. I was trying to like temper my because you go into a spring game telling yourself like it's a meaningless, silly spring game. Don't get too excited about it. But I don't know if it's just that and uh, all, you know, the articles you would read throughout the spring and 
and, and, and hearing you and Luckett kind of talk about the offense, but I've got a take that I'm embarrassed to even have because it's so hot. Ooh. But I do think, I, I mean, I, I, it's not a fabricated take. It's certainly one that I feel in my plums. And if it's not this year for the East, when, when would it be? Like, when would it be? Maybe you get like a freak, an absolute, like, once in a generation quarterback to come in and, and he leads Kentucky and does some crazy things. Mm-hmm. But if it's not this year in the East with Georgia coming to Lexington, when is it going to be? And you look at the rest of the East, and while it's probably consistently better than it's been, it's still nothing. It's not the West. It's not the yeah. SEC West. Well, so. And Georgia's got to regress. I mean, they, they're they losing 20 NFL draft picks. And they should from, still be top 10. Like They, they yeah. can lose 20 draft picks and still be okay, but you got them at they're, home. they're only going to reload in time. It's not like Georgia is going to take this huge dip as a program, so you may as well try to get them after they're having their lose their, their biggest loss to the league and losing players and all that stuff coming off a national championship. I, I'm with you, buddy. My expectations are high. I'm pumped up about it, and I'm not saying that they are going to win the East, but I just I think that if there's a year where you actually should – and we've had years where Kentucky's been in the thick of it, but if there's a year that you push through and you take that next step, I think it almost have to be this year. I really liked what I saw from Robinson and, you know, short sample size that you couldn't help, but just kind of, I don't know if it was because of the last name or not, but you couldn't help, but think Wandell a little bit with the way uh, he looked at times and just the way that he kind of refused to go down was fun to see as well. But I, I really liked what I saw offensively. Yes. I think you still need to bring in, something on the offensive line, but assuming you do that, not a lot of weaknesses from what I saw, Roush. Yeah, man. And we first and foremost, Will Levis was efficient as hell. Seven of eight, 98 yards, two touchdowns and two drives. Um, he even ran for the pylon and dove for it and won. It's like, buddy, this is spring game. But that that's just Will being Will. You know, he, he knows no other way. Uh but aside from that, I mean, I don't think Tavion Robinson is going to be Wandale Robinson, but he got four touches. And in those touches, his ability to make moves, get yards after the catch was impressive. Dane Key looked great. I mean, he checked all the right boxes. Chris Rodriguez is freaking awesome. Um, I, I have not made my rewatch yet. Yesterday was for, you know, getting the house all situated and cleaned up and everything after a week off. But uh, I'll, I'll do that today. I feel like there's not significant worries on the offensive line. I don't know about that left tackle, but really you've just, you've narrowed it down to just a couple of positions where you're kind of sort of worried. And I think a lot of that you can, you can go about fixing. So if there was something I have coming away uh, from the spring game, that would be controversial or anything. It's that, wow, we've got a competition for the backup quarterback. I mean, that's, that's kind of where this Kentucky football program's at. They looked, they look good on Saturday, and and even if one guy isn't performing at a certain spot, like uh, you know, I, I was, I don't want to get too takey on Keaton Upshaw, but there was a couple plays where it's like, uh, man, you shouldn't be getting beat there. Or, but like Brendan Bates is a really good tight end. Jordan Dingle uh, ha- has a lot of potential, and Isaiah Cummings hurt right now. So like, you have so many options at playmaking positions, uh, especially offensively, that. Not not a whole lot of reason to be concerned going into the fall, um, as long as you are get things right in the trenches and make sure you've 
you got a little bit of extra depth at that cornerback position. Yeah, we've got another hour, and we're going to talk more about this, and we'll get to the Thornton's text line and all that fun stuff. But agree with your your sentiments. I would like somebody in the secondary. I wanted an additional player even before Vito went down. Now I definitely would like somebody there. Uh, just looking at like the depth chart and watching the game and seeing UK's linebackers, it's never been better at the linebacker position in UK and UK has Mm -hmm. had great linebackers even when the teams weren't all that great but just across the board goodness gracious that is that that's that's awesome and then you look up in the trenches defensively and it's guys who are ready to take that next step and Oxendine showed some really good flashes I think Justin Rogers looks the part he always has but now he especially does uh it's going to be a fun year there's a few other little things I wanted to get to including Mm -hmm. Fun seeing Goodwin in there, out there on the offensive line. I want yeah. to get your takes of how you thought he did, just because you know that stuff better than I do. But it was fun just seeing him. He is huge, absolutely Enormous. huge. Yeah. Hilarious how small he makes other people in the game of football look. We'll talk about those things in hour number two. Do not go anywhere. This is Kentucky Roll Call with TJ Walker. Nick we'll be back after this. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome in to hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, and TJ Walker somewhere. Internet issues. Here. You can hear me, Ralph. He, he he was on. I can hear you. Okay, yeah. cool. All right. I thought he, I thought my end was messed yeah, up. He was. No, it was his end. Okay. He couldn't hear us. Good deal. He was on right until it went live. Yeah. So that was bizarre. Roll call. But we're rocking, <laughs> rolling, ready for hour number two, where we're going to get to the Thorns text on five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. That's how you get into the show and i think the best way to get into your day is to stop by thorns download that refreshing rewards at visit today and maybe you could visit a salsaritas today love salsaritas like- two locations in louisville middletown and st matthews middletown drive through st matthews newly renovated quesadillas burritos tacos taco salads burrito bowls chips and salsa chips and queso nachos avocados, you name it, they've got it. Boom. Check out Salsaritas today. Uh, man, that's just, especially getting, you know, it can. this can be a very Monday of Monday, so I'm going to have to stop by Salsaritas, get some wildly addictive chips uh, to get my week off on the right foot. TJ, do you want to go to the Thornton's text line first, or do you have some more spring football takes? No, I've actually got more to talk about Salsaritas with me eating it. Uh, oh. Lately, have been getting... <laughs> I'm embarrassed to admit this just because there's this narrative about my food takes that is just already wrong, that haters and losers are going to be looking for anything to bounce on when I talk about food. But I like cheese, love Mm -hmm. cheese, love mac and cheese, love cheese pizzas, love you name it, cheese, big fan of. 
but I didn't always like cheese and like my burritos or taco salads hmm. for really no other reason besides just like I felt like it was kind of unnecessary. Like the taste and the flavor I'm going for, cheese not apply. I've ne- and really kind of stemmed from like I didn't want queso in my burrito, you know, like I didn't oh, want see. melted cheese. And not that, and I and I've done it before, and it's fine. It doesn't ruin it for me. But that's where it kind of came from, and that eventually kind of bled into shredded cheese, Roush. You know what I'm talking about, right? And but I don't know what had gotten into me. Maybe I'd gone on a Wednesday or something. But I I, I was getting my burrito at Salsaritas. I was like, you know what? Let's do the shredded cheese. And it did this thing that it does on baked potatoes where the burrito meat was so hot that it melted the cheese. Yeah. So it wasn't like queso melted liquid cheese, but it was just like perfectly cooked cheese onto the burrito. It was unbelievable. It was so good. I'm not like, like it almost added like a quesadilla effect to my burrito that I feel so dumb that I haven't been doing this forever. But I didn't know that the meat was going to be hot and fresh enough to melt the cheese. You know what I'm saying? No, I get what you're saying. And then so good. Yeah. Yeah. No, that it really hits. Was this in a burrito bowl or just a burrito? This was a, this was a big old burrito. I got it. I was starving. I got it huge. I got double chicken and double steak. And you know, like the burrito, and they and they actually rolled it and packed it correctly. Mm-hmm. So like that first bite feels like you're just taking a brick to your mouth, but a brick filled with just the most delicious foods that you can find in louisville and then like the hot salsa and the cheese were like coming out oh it was so amazing yeah i may have to be hitting up salsaritas today yeah we can go to the text line though sorry i just had to talk food that is that when you do with the burrito too you get the like cheese strings when you pull away and it's like connecting you feel like you're doing like a lady in the tramp situation (laughs) yeah it's it's great time it really is uh all right let's get to this norton's text line we'll talk more football do you think Keontae Goodwin played well from what you saw, just from your your expert eye? Yeah, well, and that's the that's the I haven't gone back to to rewatch, but I didn't when he was out there a few times. I didn't see anything like alarming by any means, but also don't know how many times he was going up against kind of the ones. So that's where it's kind of difficult to gauge. You know, the yeah, I haven't. There's a lot of things that happen on a football play, so it's kind of hard to keep up with. But I did note it, like, like Darian Henry Young made a couple nice plays uh, down in there against the tackles, but, I, I, you know, it happened so fast. And we aren't getting SEC Network replay, so I couldn't even tell who that was against. But uh, all in all, like, solid, you know, performance. But, I, I like I said, I got to go back and, and, and do a double take on that just to, to, to reaffirm my opinion. I try to keep my eye on him. He looked fine from the, I was at a, I was at a sports bar and they didn't have it on, which steamed my biscuits pretty, pretty good. Um, I didn't ask cause I didn't really feel like being in the mood, mm-hmm. but I got it on the phone. Right. And I watched it. It was fine. I didn't have, I didn't have any issues with it, but it was a little tougher to be able to like lock in on a player. Yeah, One, it's screen. hard to do that in football as is, you know, cause with the way the camera moves and whatnot and what they follow. But secondly, yes, the small screen made it even tougher. But for what I saw, I didn't see him getting beat. He didn't look slow. So nope. I was I was happy with it. Yeah, I was really happy with the way Jordan Lovett played too. Stoops essentially said after the game, like, we really like him, but I expect more. And I think it's because they I think they need his I don't want to say reckless abandon, but that dude, he flies around a football field, led the team with nine tackles, forced a fumble on Keaton Upshaw down the field, had a quarterback hurry, 
that I'm going to count as a sack. Like he was, he was all over the place. And I, I think the, even though he doesn't do exactly what Vito Tisdale does, the game record type mentality, he, he brings that. That's what Vito has. And I, and I think we're going to hear a lot of that this summer is Stoops challenging him uh, because they, they, they put a lot on those safeties. Uh, and so it, he might not be doing the right assignment 100% of the time, but if he's doing it 85% of the time, you can get over the 15% of the mistakes just because he's going to go out there and, and bust some plays up. I mean, that that guy, I, I really liked what I saw from the redshirt freshman from North Harden. Good, good. Well, that's uh, a lot of football left in his career. So the fact that he's playing mm-hmm. playing at a high level this early on, that's promising. It, Let's get to – also. I, in my my last bit is I just I like when the spring game reinforces opinions that were shared by the coaches and then what we saw in like the one media open practice. It's just good to know that they're not feeding you bull crap. Like okay, this is this is exact. This is they are who we thought they were. So uh, and that's a pretty pretty darn good football team. First impressions of the offense, Scandarello. Um. Kind of fun. He did go back to the same formations quite a bit, and I think it's because he didn't want to show a lot. But it was good to see Chris Rodriguez. He only got two tu- two rushes, two receptions, but the one time he ran outside zone, I mean, it was an eight-yard gain. No no problem. So um, well, a lot of what we expected, but we've only scratched the surface of, of what Scangarello is going to be able to show us. Well, I think from – it's the evolution of this offense is, is fascinating to me. And I, I liked Eddie Grand. I'm glad he's still with the program. In hindsight, smart move by Stoops to 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 take a chance, tell one of his good friends that they were going to go in a different direction. And I was nervous about the move, but that's why they pay Stoops the big bucks. He was right. It worked out. But it went from an offense and for – Reasons out of Eddie Grant's control, and it was a smart thing for Eddie Grant to do, and I'm appreciative that he did it. But it went from an offense where you knew what they were literally going to do every single play to Cohen coming in, and it was like, wait a minute, we may throw the ball, folks. So hold on to your butts. And then I was, and then it worked, and it was great. And Liam Cohen was the man, and we all are very thankful for his year in Lexington, and maybe we'll see him again someday. And then, and then listen to the radio broadcast of the spring game. Uh, on the way to and from this restaurant, it was really insightful listening to like Leach and who they had, they had, they had a couple different folks in the booth, but um, Pocoro and mm-hmm. listen to them kind of talk about some of that stuff. They said that the, the, the goal of this offense is going to just confuse the absolute living crap of a defense. They're going to have guys in motion. They're going to have like screen. It looks like it's going to be a screen to one way. And then people think it's going to be a screen to another way. But in reality, it's actually going back to the first person. Like they just said the level of confusion in this offense and what it can cause for a defense is going to be nightmarish. And they compared it to the NFL, Roush, obviously, and they just said how in the NFL the talent level is so good that a way that you can get up on a team is by confusing them. A way that you can get a big play is by confusing them. And this offense is really going to attack the vulnerable vulnerable aspects of a defense is what he is looking to go after. And you saw a little bit of it in the offense on Saturday, just the way they move people around, the misdirections of a play even. And I even thought Will Levis did a good job of kind of looking off DBs and going a different side of the field. 
only saw that twice, but again, I don't know if I saw every single play for what it's worth. And secondly, that's, that's fine with me. You know, uh, my first impression was I like it. I do have like a, is it going to be too confusing for the offense? Like, is the offense going to be able to consistently do it? Because you remember, who was it? Um, Nuclear mentor. Rick Minter, remember his defense after the season, the players were like, I had no idea what he was talking about. (laughs) It was the most complicated defensive system I've ever seen in my life. So I hope that we don't cross into that territory, but I doubt it, right? Like it looked pretty solid on Saturday. I mean, the Dane Key touchdown, that was – Dane Key, gosh, that's going to be fun. That that touchdown, though, was what you want to see where – he doesn't even – I mean, he turned – he did not know the ball was there. And as soon as he broke out of the route, Levis hit him. Like, he knew the read was there. That That's the, the positive sign of Levis is it, even if it's too confusing for one of the young receivers or something and they mess up, Levis knows where the hell to put it. He hit key. And thankfully, Dane caught it the second time because he wasn't ready for it right away. Bounced off his hands, but he caught it the second time and was able to get the score. But um, that – Man. Yeah, if I was Levis, I would joke. And Key's going to uh, – gosh. Like, to have somebody, a local guy that may actually live up to the hype, Not that, that's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Wondell Robinson, kind of a local guy. He certainly did live up to the hype too. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe, maybe we're cooking with something there. But if I was Levis, I'd joke with Key and be like, man, I threw that ball so perfectly. Despite your best efforts, you still caught it, which is kind of true. Like, he wasn't ready for it. It was right on the money that he could even almost help himself from catch it and did get a little lucky that it kind of came back to him so comfortably. But that was awesome to see. Levis is going to – if he stays healthy, Roush, I think he could have a huge year. Yeah, Point of yeah. emphasis they were talking about on the radio broadcast is they want him to throw it more instead of running for those extra few yards. Right. I'm okay with whatever. You saw him later in the year take off a little bit more, mm-hmm. and it led to that hilarious game against U of L. And uh, it, he did some good things being able to do that. But I liked on the spring game. I think it was the first possession where he kind of dropped it off to Rodriguez and mm-hmm. Levis. You're a big dude and you're agile but you're not Chris Rodriguez. So if both of you all have a chance to be able to get six or seven yards, maybe more, who knows? I would rather be in Chris's hands. I know the fumbling issues, but we're going to move past those than yours. And also if he were to get a little bit banged up, he can take hits probably a little bit better than you can because that's what he's built to do. You're built to throw the ball a country mile. Uh, So I, I like seeing the check down, the throws to the running backs. I think he's poised to have a big year. I'm. I don't know if I'm just like tailing Luckett, but I. I think this is going to be the best UK offense in our lifetime. Roush, the air raid, obviously, those numbers probably you're gonna have a tough time topping those. But just yeah. in terms of a consistently balanced, good offense nationally, uh, a threat to go against good defenses and do what you can. Who was the national guy that was raving about Will Levis's game against Georgia the last couple of weeks? Um, oh. You're going to get more of that. You're going to get – this UK team's going to get hype going into the season, especially Will Levis. And um, pieces are there, folks. If it ain't this year, when's it going to be? I think that's fair to ask. Yeah, man. And uh, Will credited Chris after the game for catching his screen pass touchdown. He's like, it wasn't a great pass. And Chris crowded it in and and got the score. So, uh, man, Chris Rodriguez, very good at football too. He got four touches and was out of there after one series. But – He's good. The the stable of backs they have, it was good to see Mike Jordan do some good things. I did like uh, that, too. I was going to bring that up as well. Yeah, like just because uh, he he's one of those two, TJ. 
that when things go wrong for him, he really snowballs fast. It happened at that open practice we went to where he had like one bad play and he let it turn into three or four. It was good to see him get some momentum playing running back because they even tried to do that a few games last year where they were like, let's let's try to get some momentum and he just couldn't get going. So that that was good to see. Jatan McClain, um, I, I think we've only scratched the surface of his potential. I know Rich Gangarello really likes him. So, um like I said earlier, a lot of options at the skilled positions. And you've you've got a quarterback who's been here for a year and can be comfortable with the offense going into fall camp. Like that's that's so exciting. So exciting. Justin, can you tell that we're just beaming over here? I can, yes. And and you should be. I mean, Kentucky is gonna have a good team, but with with all the pieces and the guys that you all have mentioned, they, they should be an outstanding team. So you should be beaming. Absolutely. Yeah. I just feel like after this past season, I, I think we talked about it, but I think I just had like a little sense of like pessimism that I thought Kentucky was going to be like a seven, eight win team, which again, if that's like a down year, that really does just go to show how far the football program has come. I don't feel that way anymore. And maybe it's just with some of the announcements or who Kentucky's brought in. I do think that like the fact Chris Rodriguez came back, I know that he didn't have the best draft prospects, but it's debatably the best running back in UK football history. He did have fumbling problems last season, but he it came back and it was pretty just like nonchalant, you yeah. know? I think pretty the only go decision that hurt us was the uh, – well, I can't think of the offensive lineman's name. Oh, Dare. Dare. Yeah. Dare. I mean, it really, like, it was almost a perfect offseason with the exception of Dare's decision, and he's going to get drafted. You can't blame him too much for it, and everybody's going to wish him the best, but – yeah, Chris Rodriguez, the best running back in worst comes to worst. If Will Levis is having a rough game or the wide receivers aren't doing what UK needs them to do, you have the best running back in UK football history in your backfield. Just go hand him the ball. Like it's awesome, Roush. It's it's really it seems like it's a pretty sweet setup for heading into this season. The schedule, I think it's favorable. Yeah, it could be worse. Could be like getting uh Tennessee's back at home this year, right? No, they're back on the road. That that game is going to be just annoying. Good. Last time Kentucky played in Knoxville, they won by a thousand. That's sweet. Fine by me. Another pick six. By, they'll win by a thousand. <laughs> they'll win by a thousand again. Fine uh, by me. Uh, I don't mind it. I don't love the Georgia game being directly before the U of L game, but I don't care. Uh, you, they're going to beat Louisville by a thousand anyway, so that doesn't mm -hmm. matter. And then the, uh, I go on the the point you made earlier, TJ. I think it's where you, you kind of went into this offseason and you're like, you know, expecting maybe a ho-hum 7-8 win season. It's only because we're not – we're just used to like, oh, wow, they won nine regular season games and 10 wins total. Like, surely they can't do that again. Well, yeah, they kind of can. They, they really can. They can and they will. They can and they have to. They can and they have to. But the way the schedule sets up, the first seven games – if you could find a way to win one on the road at Florida, Florida or at Ole Miss, yeah, it's a big task. Those aren't the easiest places to win. If you can find a way to win one of those, you're six and one going into your bye week. Coming off the bye week is the Halloween weekend game in Knoxville. You win that one, you're you're you have you control your own destiny in the East. You have a game in Missouri, which will be challenging, and then you finish up with Vanderbilt, Georgia, and Louisville. That Georgia one would be huge, but you—if you, if you th 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 early—if you could steal one at Florida or at Ole Miss, mm -hmm. 
really just one. If you do both of them, then things are going to be super wacky. But if you can steal one of those games on the road, you're setting yourself up for the second half of the season to be as anticipated as any other yeah. in UK football history. Which it's, it's, you know a, you may have to go with like 2018 as another one that would be in those in that in that same category. Good. You want it, Soup to be a part of a lot of these fun seasons. He's a great coach, but it, I, I like the schedule. I, I mean, again, at Florida, at Ole Miss, those are really tough games, but you never know. The uh, the <laughs> what's funny though is it's kind of like last year. We we're like, if you can just win this one, then you can have a memorable October and. Sure enough, that's what Kentucky did last year. Had a memorable October, won all those games at home uh, before running into that buzzsaw down at Georgia. But, hey, the the, the, fate, the fate is in your hands, Kentucky. Just take care of things this offseason. Um, you know, why, the one thing they did, they did have that lingering uh, offseason. Are they going to be able to play? Like, it would be really nice to, to see a, a year where – you're you're not having to deal with it. It can be all about football. Uh, you can focus on that, move forward, and and kick some ass throughout the SEC. I can already see the attendance for that Missouri game in Columbia on November fifth. Everybody can. You can picture it in your head just automatically what that game looks like. It is eleven a.m. It's gray skies. Yep, yep. it's eleven a.m. local time kickoff, noon for us back here, and it is very poorly attended. Sun comes out sometime in the second half. Crowd looks a little bit better. Still just a sleepy atmosphere, sleepy game. Kentucky mm-hmm. wins five. Six doesn't play great football, but you're just happy to get out of there with a win. <laughs> right, right. One of those where you know that you're superior in almost every position, but Drinkwitz just frustrates the hell out of you until, you know, and it's like a 21 to 17 win. Yep. Yep, I can already see that how that one's going to unfold. Let's get to this text line, 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. Hey, fellas, Brad from Bellbrook here. I hey, never Brad. Thought, uh, hey, Brad. Never thought I'd ever love a Kentucky football player more than Lynn Bowden, but after the spring game, I think my favorite Kentucky football player ever might be Justice Dingle. I love me some fullback football, and that big fella has plenty of power and even a little wiggle to him, plus he seemed to be loving his new position. We need to feed that big fellow the ball. Did you see him hit the juke stick? Late I did. In the game? I did, yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't awesome. see it, I didn't see it live, but I saw enough people talking about it. I had to go back and see it. It was awesome. Yeah, and the best part was that how excited all of his teammates were. And I forgot who it was. I guess it was uh, C-Rod said after the game. Part of the reason why they were going so nuts is because he had a similar opportunity in the scrimmage the Saturday before where it's like the backside flat and nobody's over there. He's got plenty of room to run and he dropped it. And so he was really bummed and Chris had to tell him like, dude, just next point, next play. And he made that next play. So we're really happy to see him uh, show his stuff. Cause, and that, and that's one thing too, TJ about this rich Gangarello offense is, you know, it's that having the fullback is just going to put some stress, some additional prep stress that teams aren't accustomed to uh, in the SEC. Not not necessarily the same as facing like Mississippi State's three three five defense, but it's going to do enough just to mess with them. Not necessarily uh, you're you're facing Georgia Tech on a on a week's rest to try to stop the triple option, but there's going to be some stuff out there that that Scangarello can do that that really puts linebackers in a pickle. 
one more thing about the offense is I am quick to bring up, I did back in January or whenever Cohen left to go to their February, I guess whenever he left to go to the Rams, is that, man, it stinks. A lot of these guys, third offensive coordinator in three years, and that's going to be a headache, and they're going to have to learn new things. And there is truth to that. It, it doesn't seem to be that big of a deal, or, or they're at least all saying the right things, which I guess you wouldn't really expect them to say anything differently. But on the flip side, SEC defenses, that's another year that they don't have really any idea what Kentucky's going to going to be doing or they'll have an idea but they won't have a ton of tape to know exactly what it's going to look like or exactly what they're going to do and if you've had some defensive or if you've had some defensive coordinators that's been in the league for a while they have like they have full binders on binders on binders of Kentucky's offense this stuff is all so detailed so the fact that they are the opposing teams kind of are back to square one trying to have to figure out this UK offense. They know what Rodriguez, you know, they they may know how they want to use Rodriguez or they may know what Levis can do and what he struggles at doing, but they're going to have to basically tell their defense, we don't really know what system they're going to be running or we don't know exactly what, when they put a guy in motion, we don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, you're going to need to stay with them because they may actually throw it to him or he could right. be a total decoy and they're just going to hand off to the, the opposite side of the field. This is stuff that that's that's going to be a headache for these defensive coordinators too. I still would rather have the continuity on our side, but uh, it there is the other side of that coin as well. Definitely, definitely. Um, let's do one more text before we get to a break. Good Monday morning. I know I make fun of TJ's food takes that are playing juvenile and him thinking an automobile plane is going to pay players, but TJ's take on the Masters is simply idiotic. Couldn't all listen the rest of the week. I hope Nick is back on Monday. Have a great day, UK Pez. Like, I mean, again, there's no bigger loser on the Thornton's text line than UK Pez, and uh, happily tell you that each and every time. And the fact that you're not admitting you're wrong about Toyota getting a part of nil is, I mean, just or car companies is hilarious. Uh, you were so terribly wrong on that. Like, from how many players were driving Porsches? Yeah. <laughs> But he'll he'll spin it as like you said that the plant workers were specifically gonna like the people who make the cars were gonna go out there and sponsor yeah. the nils. UK Pez, you're a joke, buddy. Any idea when the Bahamas trip might be officially announced? Trying to figure out how much I need to shell out and get PTO in order. Ooh, good. Question. Uh, I would be shocked if they didn't announce it by the end of May, and really maybe the end of April. Yeah, I would think that they would want to do that. I mean, they've already got their camp schedule. You would think that a lot of right now is dotting T's and crossing I's. So I, I would think like first week of May at the latest, you know? Yeah. And I've always wanted to go on that. Probably won't happen this year as well. Maybe in four years I'll do it. But uh, I think it'd be awesome. One, like it's a cool place just to vacation if you – in. I know it's expensive. They do have affordable, uh, they have an affordable way to do it, but it's, I mean, it's expensive. It's a, but it's a sweet place. It's, it's worth the money in my opinion. I haven't been in forever, but uh, it's a cool place to vacation. And then the way it's been told to me is just, it's, it's the most access you're going to get to UK basketball. And that's one problem I have with Calipari is that it just seems like the program is less accessible for just like the average fan and UK fans follow and they travel and they do all that. I think it should be a little bit more accessible. Supposedly in the Bahamas, it is. Like yeah, you get yeah. run into them. It's just like normal people with normal people, which is the way it should be. I know there's a bunch of crazies and UK wants to protect players from the crazies, but um, they could be more accessible. And that trip is supposedly really cool for that aspect of it. So I uh, hope you're able to go, buddy. 
Yeah, that'd be fun. Be a lot of fun. It would be a lot of fun. All right, let's go to our last break. We'll come back. We'll finish up the Thornton's text line. You are listening to Kentucky Roll Call on Big Expert Radio. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. My old man is a television repairman. Got this ultimate set of tools. I can fix it. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call. Super hilarious break (laughs) between the KRC folks. Uh, what a dingus when justin was trying to talk to us he had muted us so he couldn't hear anything we were saying so he was talking to us we were talking back and he wasn't responding to us but then he was getting frustrated because he thought we just weren't responding to him classic mix-up classic mix-up welcome back to kentucky roll call here on big x sports radio tj walker nick roush and justin kalen and then we also found out during some of the commercial breaks you all could hear us talking which is always good clean family fun (laughs) Oh, sure. I'm glad it was clean family fun. We have to Could've... mind our P's and Q's during the commercial breaks. But it, it's always during that <laughs> double break. It, the audio settings switch over on me because it's only used to doing four minutes. This is a little inside baseball, but yeah, it was nothing bad. We were just talking about recording a commercial, so no, nothing crazy. Gotta love that. Well, we're going to do some crazy things, and that's the Thornton sex line. 502-414-1450. We'll read them. You send them in. We love doing it. A texter says, it's hilarious how sensitive Terry's mom and sister are about Roland saying Levis is the best QB since Tim Couch. Literally said nothing about Terry Wilson, and they have a meltdown. Terry was a solid QB and did what he had to do to win big ga- big time ball games, and I'll forever be grateful. But Levis is a projected first and second round. Yes, texter, you were spot on. I did not see that um, that that back and forth. Also, like Andre Woodson was better than Terry Wilson from like a statistical standpoint. Like, yes, Terry Wilson won lots of football games and did a lot for the University of Kentucky. But let's be real. Levis did that too, and he did it much more efficiently. Yeah, and everybody likes and respects Terry Wilson. But, yeah, I mean, they're just in. And, but his family, you know, I guess their family could have just taken that one off but they should be that you know they should be i guess sticking up for him i you know they they would think that he's the best qb that they've ever seen at uk no doubt about it but so i i i get um uh, i get part of it you're going to be defensive of have it's, it's your family when people talk about it you're gonna you're gonna be defensive you're gonna always have their back but also can't imagine like waging those wars on the line went two years removed from your playing days. It's one thing if you're fighting folks, if they're calling for like the backup quarterback, it's another thing when your time's done and there's literally nothing you like, what's he going to do? Go out. Terry's going to go out there and, and outplay Will Levis. Like, no, I, I, and, and I mean, I, I was happy that Terry seemed to throw the ball well at his pro day, but the scouts were st- way more fired up to watch Will Levis throw the ball. some because the, he's just a better quarterback. Like, they, just, you're, you're, Brother and son and family should always come first, but Justin Rowland didn't say or do anything wrong with that tweet. It's and not personal. <laughs> like, 
It's just, it's not, it's just facts. It is sadly just facts, but we all love Terry Wilson. Great first name. Uh, Texter says, not sure why, but looking at the football schedule and not scared of anyone for the first time. A lot of tough games, but no longer scared. We've come a long way in the 40 plus years I've watched UK football. Don't ever take for granted what Stoops has built. Hashtag ATL 2022, baby. That's a good point in that there isn't any game that you're obviously Georgia is different because they, they have elevated themselves to a different stratosphere. Like I saw yesterday, they had a center who was a top 25 player in the recruiting class and a five-star recruit two years ago is just going to the transfer portal because he's not playing. They, 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 they've elevated themselves to a different level, but you're still able to kind of compete with them and where you games at home, you know, the wheels could be falling off their season by like, you know, who knows? So you aren't just completely writing off games like you used to back in the day. I mean, there, there used to be three or four of them. You're like, well, Florida, I mean, Tennessee, Georgia, like, come on, we're not winning those games. But you can still get to seven if they if they beat this team and that team and things go right here. We're, we're no longer playing that game anymore. Even a couple years ago, you could, and you, know, you could even make a case last year, especially, you just said that Georgia game, all right, that's going to be a loss. Uh, we got excited going into it, but we knew that the the odds were against Kentucky going into that one. The Texans are probably right about that, where you look at this. I guess anytime you maybe get Georgia at home, that Florida game has felt more winnable for a while now, going back to when UK was hosed out of the the delay of game penalty and overtime down there. But that game has felt more winnable for a while. It's really when... So maybe you've, maybe this has happened when Georgia's been at home in 18 or, you know, and I know the schedule is kind of wonky all in 20, but Georgia was at home in that year as well. But uh, it, it does. I agree with the texture that this – something feels right. Something feels right heading into this year. And I will, I promise you I will not take what Stoops has done for granted. That's no. why I'm a season ticket holder, happy to support the, the program and look forward to seeing just how high it can go because I didn't – I didn't think Stoops was going to get it to this point, so I was wrong about that. I think he can, yeah. he can go even further. Uh, he, he's the man. The absolute man. Um, another texture says, can we get someone to do a wellness check on Terry Wilson's family? <laughs> They're crazy for thinking Terry is better than Levis. And, yeah, and that's that's what you do. You you kind of you go to war for your, uh, for, your, for your peeps. You go to war for your peeps. It'd be but kind of I funny just, if, if, like, Justin Rowland sent out a tweet, and he was like, it's time we talk about Will Levis being the best quarterback in Kentucky football since going back to Terry Wilson. Oh. Tyser says, Mother's Day is May 8th. Ooh, that is weird this year. We get the rare Mother's Day after Derby because what? it's the second Sunday of the year, but the first Saturday. Wow. is Yeah, yeah. So, wow, really uh, – Mom, I, I hope you're ready to be hung over for Mother's Day this year. <laughs> yeah, this year for Mother's Day, you get a hangover. <laughs> yeah, gosh. It's going to be... <laughs> I wonder what my mom's going to want to do. And also, like, we usually... We've often gone to the track for Mother's Day. How's that going to work? Yeah, they close the track on... You can just tell your mom, meet you at the track tomorrow morning. I'm, I'm just staying. I'm just going to hang out here. <laughs> I belong to the infield now. A texture says, speaking of the NBA, thoughts on Frank Vogel being outed as the Lakers head coach. Uh, No thoughts. Just don't think it matters from a Calipari standpoint. You'll probably hear it, but I wouldn't put too much stock into it. John here. 
Good morning, buddies. Happy Monday to everyone. My Yankees got two out of three to start the season. Not bad at all. On Sunday, I did a fun game of kickball with my youth group. 36-year-old and doing this made me feel like a teenager again. When is the last time you guys played some kickball or some baseball? I recommend it. Brings back great memories. Well, got to go. Talk to you later. John, I agree with this sentiment wholeheartedly. I, uh, I, I wasn't in the kickball league, this adult kickball league, but there was a... Uh, a friend of Brooks that needed some subs a couple times, uh, and they did it at like an indoor facility over in New Albany. And it was, I had a blast. We, I, I probably played two or three times uh, a couple years ago, and it was a lot of fun, especially just the like being able to bean people with the ball um, and really run around. That was one thing that was fun too about the beach, TJ, is my cousins who are in middle school were down there. So, like, you know, we were playing all the beach games, playing like can jam, stuff like that. But one day I, I played all-time quarterback for a football game. And, I mean, I was just throwing darts, drawing up plays on the – drawing routes up. I mean, it was it was a ton of fun getting out there and, and playing some, some, some games. Uh, beach games, they're the best. You should have played some four-square missed opportunity on your part, but sounds like a good time. All the same. And, John um, – I played a little kickball probably like seven years ago. It's been a while. Baseball, I, like I said, I love throwing baseball, but haven't haven't done that in even longer. And the Yankee Red Sox led in all those freaking games. Uh, Could have easily been a sweep for the Red Sox, but credit to your Yankees for getting two out of three. I'm glad at least Boston didn't get swept and got the one yesterday. But I, I bet Red, Red Sox had leads in all those games, including an extra innings on Friday, which was a bummer. I bet Red Sox twice yesterday, TJ. So thanks to your boys for that. That was cool. You're welcome. You are welcome. Everybody see the Masters drone video, by the way? No. Uh, I have not. I've, I've tweeted it yesterday. Watch it. I swear. It is so cool. They, like, they did a drone, but whoever's like operating the drone is like putting in all these tight quarters and spaces and stuff. And it's you just get like a tour of the whole facility. Uh, very, very sweet. Very cool video. A texter says on the Thornton's text line, not sure if you all have mentioned it or not, but the Bourbon and Beyond lineup is great. Would be there for sure if my daughter wasn't going to be delivered right around then. Well, I mean, I bet you, I bet she'll hold off for you a little bit. I disagree yeah, on that I, uh, lineup being great. That lineup's terrible. Oh wow! Yeah, such a hot take. It's not a terrible lineup. Okay, it's not terrible, but it's hey, not good. It's not good. Sunday's good. I'm excited yeah, about Sunday. Yeah, and I'll probably go Sunday. It's just one of those things, like, depending on what kind of music you like. Like, I'm not a Pearl. Like, I know that Dugan's going to be there for Pearl Jam, but I'm not a big Pearl Jam fan. I don't really care. I think Greta Van Fleet is supposedly good, but I'm not a big, again, I'm not a big Jack White fan. Like, those just aren't my cup of teas, but those are some big names in there. I like St. Paul and the Broken Bones. They're an undercard. But, yeah, that's a bad take, Scoots. Get out of here with that. Hey, you missed a whole week of bad takes when you were gone, pal. So, suck it. <laughs> it, it, but Chris Stapleton and the Doobie Brothers, that'll be that'll be a good that, Sunday. That'll be okay. Yeah. All right. Some, somebody sent us a tweet, which is my least favorite thing to get on the text line because we have to open it. Jawan Howard's name has been floated as a candidate for the Lakers coaching job when, as as Frank Vogel is expected to be let go. But a source tells me Ray John Rondo could become an assistant coach should Howard somehow get pride from Michigan. Wow. Hey, just a quick disclaimer. Uh, some if we... of you all folks are suggesting Rondo. Would... Hmm? Quick There's been some rumors that Rondo could join paying staff at UofL for what it's worth. Wow. Quick disclaimer, huge storm over this station. So if we lose power, that's what happened. 
<laughs> huge storm. I appreciate the disclaimer. How big? I mean, lightning just flashed big like storm. in my eye. So not good. Goodness gracious, oh, be careful. Be Don't go out on a scooter in this weather. <laughs> a texter said Oscar was doing missionary this weekend. I think he's doing a, a Christian guest service speaking event. Yeah, missionary work mm -hmm. or ministry work, whatever you want to call it. A texter, solid master's performance, went five of 10 on individual bets. Going to bankroll this into Hoosier Scooter Dingus's par three bet. That's from Mook. Congrats, Mook. On my Who's side, right? That's there, buddy. I mean, getting a live bet on Scheffler, $10 to pay $190, that is, wow. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. He, he got that in on, what, Friday, I think? Friday at 9.30? Man, nice. Good on you, Mook. Uh, texter says, could hear you guys talking on the last two ads. Oof. <laughs> oh, this text from Kevin. Kevin says, here we go again. UK football is going to win the East. Yeah, woohoo! Yeah. I'm never going to apologize for getting excited about UK football. And realistically, I think there are some like goober fan bases, U of L included, that like poke fun at UK fans' optimism of winning their division in football. First and foremost, specifically to Louisville fans, you, you have no idea. I mean, you just have no idea. You don't know what winning the East would mean for Kentucky. You can kind of poke and laugh and have a good time with it. Uh, but you've quickly found the middle bottom of your crappy conference as Kentucky's taking steps up in a complete dominant conference. Secondly, part of the fun is just believing UK can do it. Uh, there's that's that's always a good time. Why wouldn't you think Kentucky? If you think Kentucky's actually good, then you should talk about Atlanta. That should be the goals for for UK football. Thirdly, Kevin, one year it's going to happen. And we're going to, UK is going to be, if you think UK fans are obnoxious, just wait. Oh, yeah. Just, just wait, wait. Buddy. It'll happen one day. And I think it's this year. If it's not this year, when's it going to be? But I, I, I'm, I don't think I've ever actually predicted it. Like, you know, we've started the season and I've said, my prediction is Kentucky wins 10 games. They win the East. I think I've, I think I've, the boldest I've been is like, you, they will compete for the East or they'll have a game and that one. And, and that's happened once, kind of twice. To If UK would have beaten Georgia last year, that would have been a long shot. But you would have had a chance to be able to do it. So I, I don't think I've ever boldly claimed it. I think I have until August to make that prediction if I want. But I'll, I'm telling you, I'm leaning closer to it this year than I ever have. Ever. Love it. Absolutely love it. Man. A texture says, as a fellow Dane, can someone tell me where to get Keys merch? Yeah, I... Uh... I did buy some Oscar Sheboy gear and on that website, they had like other athletes. Some of these shirts are so funny. Like I don't need an Oxendine shirt. That's just like a giant picture of his face on it. But do I need it? That's what I was asking myself. Do I need it? Because at the surface, you're like, no, that's the worst shirt I've ever seen in my life. But then you look at it more and you're like, well, it's actually kind of hilarious. Like people are going to think like, am I his brother? Am I a cousin? Like, I look nothing like this dude. Um, but I bought me an Oscar shirt because I want to give some money back to Oscar. I went ahead and bought a Will Levis shirt because I actually thought the shirt was cool. So I went ahead and did that. But some of these people's branding and their shirts, you need to let the KRC folks come up with the designs because you're you're missing out on some potential merch. I just want Ox to sell shirts with an Ox on it. That'd be you know? hilarious too. Just an Ox with his number. Yeah. Like, that's... 
That's great. Great branding. Yeah, what a, you can have so much fun with that stuff. The, they have they have good Oscar and Will Levis gear. I mean, especially the Oscar stuff. They've got some that are kind of just like, again, like a big picture of Oscar's face or something like that, where it's like, I don't know if I would just wear like where uh, to a game, sure, maybe, but like where else would I wear this outside of a sporting capacity? But they have some cute ones too uh, about like rebounding and stuff like that. But right now, it seems like. The only way Oscar at, at this moment, I think the only way that Oscar is able to get some money. So I don't think it hurts to to load mm-hmm. him up if it means you get another year. People are talking about once the nil stuff gets figured out that he could make like millions on millions on millions. If that's true, and like watch this come back and watch him watch him announce for the draft like tomorrow and just say, I'm not coming back. I've made up my mind <laughs> on this. But like if the money that people are talking about, if this nil stuff gets figured out for him. And he is able to profit off these T-shirts. That's money that he can get. He can get money off Cameo. There are ways he can get money. We thought that they opened it up to a lot more things. That turned out to they still have a little work to do on that, but they feel confident about it. But if they're talking about the money that he actually maybe could make, you could be talking two years of Oscar. Because he could be making more money Mm -hmm. at UK than he could be as like a late second-round draft pick in the NBA. So the only downside would be like maybe you'd have to go to class if you're Oscar, but you could theoretically, if all yeah. this panned out, maybe make more money where you're not talking about maybe just one more year of Oscar. You could get maybe two because it'd be financially wow. wise for him to do that. It's, it's wild to think about. It's a long way down the road. but Oscar Seaboy and DJ Wagner on the same team? Oh, my gosh. And Who's going to be national player of the year? They can't both be. Ooh, co-players of the year. Co-Naismith players of the year. I love it. Oh, a texture says Bustin is totally wrong. Bourbon and Beyond is a good lineup. Fort Fort Castle is a joke. Fort Castle yeah. is a joke. I can confirm I that. that one. Awful. Yeah. Awful. There's at least people we've heard of on like in in the Forecastle one is a bunch of just like, who is this DJ? Like, what is there? Yeah. Yeah. It's you got Jack Harlow, but hot take Jack Harlow, not that great. Oh, he's got yeah. to be strong where he's throwing up else. Oh, man. U of L fans are going to play that song at every sporting event for the rest of our lives, Rush. <laughs> we better just get used to it, buddy. It's an all right song. Mainly because I just like the glamorous song when we were growing up, really. Oh, is that like the uh, background music? He sampled yeah. it? G-L-A-M-O-R. Oh, man, that is. <laughs> Oh, yes. That's a good song. Yeah. That's a great song. Uh, What else do we have? I don't Uh, know. I think that's probably it. Is it on the text? Probably, yeah. There was one more quick little hitter that I was going to bring up from the sports weekend, but in one ear of the brain and out the other. Uh, Everybody, let's not act like huge babies this week if somebody decides to leave for the draft, okay? Can we all do that? Everybody not act like a little child if a sports news doesn't go our way. Uh, Texture says, it's a good hook. The actual song is not good. I think I agree with that. Wow. Suck it, Jack Harlow. I think I would agree with that. We'll be hearing that forever, though. All right, everybody have a great Monday. Justin, we're going to record this thing afterwards. I'll I'll hang around. around. Roush, good to have you back, buddy. Uh, Good to be back. Okay, everybody have a great day. Thanks for the text in the show. We'll be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Expert.